When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, join me for a conversation on the non-negotiables of trading, meaning a trading talk about whether there should be certain requirements needed to take a setup or whether they shouldn't and how as a trader you can kind of go through the process of starting at one end of the spectrum and progressing to the other end depending on how you mature and grow in your trading. Now before we hop into things, I want to remind you that we have an upcoming four-day free online trading workshop coming up called The Cyber Trader. It's going to be an awesome event. We're going to talk, teach you everything, talk you and teach you everything we know about trading and really set you off on a path where you kind of have a guideline and a roadmap to become a consistently profitable trader in your own right. So make sure you sign up. There's a link in the description box below The Cyber Trader event, October 24th. Secure your seat now and I'll see you guys there. All right, let's hop in. So can you be a trader that says, hey, I am straight mercenary. I'm looking for a short-term move from here to here. Sure. There's nothing wrong with doing it. Again, we, we, we talk about different things like we go through that IPDE process. We look for higher time frame confirmation. We look for directional biases, stuff like that. Understand that you, you can look at these in, in two ways, right? It's kind of like a, a CTS score. Right, you can look at these in two ways. One way could be I need all of these things to happen so that I can trade. Another way could be I don't need all of these things to happen, but these are clues that give me more comfort or more reason to trade. I don't I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I think a better way to explain it. So are, are you guys familiar with the CTS system? I, I, can, I can kind of tell you my personal story with it. Combined technical score, the checklist that we use to quantify trading opportunities using our technical tools, right? So if you're new, CTS system, combined technical score, it's a way to quantify your trading, right? So you have this list of different things that different technical tools um, and procedures that you use slash follow and the reason you have it is to stay consistent in your analysis. And then what you do is you quantify it. So you give it a value. That way you're consistent in how you value each thing. So it could be anything you use for analysis, right? It could be double tops, double bottoms. It could be RSI, overbought, oversold. It could be moving average confirmation. It could be higher time frame. It could be structure, AB equals CD patterns, Fibonacci's. Like think about even handle numbers. Anything that you use in trading, right? We, we have our own list, obviously, that we, that we give you guys, but we encourage that, hey, you, you add the things that are important, subtract the things that aren't important. So think about the things that you would use in your normal analysis and then assign each of those a point value. So the things that are more important, you give them more points. So if structure is super important to you, make structure worth two points. If a psychological number is eh, kind of important to you, make it worth one point. You can make something worth three points, right? It doesn't matter, right? As long as you're quantifying it because the key is that there's no secret to having this, 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 this. The key is you want to be able to analyze the market consistently. So 
we look at this CTS system, right? And there's two ways you can look at it. You can look at having each thing has a value. And your goal is that, hey, I need a certain point score to take the trade. So if I need a CTS seven to take a trade, it doesn't matter where I get these seven points from as long as I get seven. So it could be structure, which is two. It could be RSI overbought, which is three. There could be divergence, which is four, even handle number, which is five. There could be higher time frame confirmation, six, volume, which is seven. Boom. Maybe you didn't have AB equals CD, you didn't have fibs, you didn't have this, you didn't have that, but you got your seven. That's one way of doing it, right? I don't care how I get my number, right? I don't care how I get my number as long as I get my number. It's like if you're doing like a sports betting, right? My buddy lost a bet on this the other day where it was, um, man, he lost it by a little bit. He was betting on a, a running back, a prop bet, right? A running back in the NFL. And the running back had to get a certain amount of total yards. So it could be passing yards, it could be receiving yards, it could be running yards. Didn't matter how this running back got their yards, but as long as he got a certain amount of yards, or over a certain amount of yards, my buddy would win this bet. And my buddy, actually, the running back had that many yards until like the very last play of the game where he took a loss and lost like three yards and he lost the bet, which was a, we call that a bad beat. <laughs> he was my my buddy was counting the money, doing the money dance. I could see on the on the, the group chat the little dots he was typing in, and then last play of the game, oh, hitting the backfield minus four yards. I think it was the the Seattle Seahawks running back minus four yards, and it put him under eighty or whatever his, his number was. And then you see the little dots go away, and it's like who? Then of course the the smart A that I am. How's that bet going, fella? <laughs> but the point is, it doesn't matter how you get it as long as you get it. That's one way. Another way of looking at it is you have in your CTS score what's called your non-negotiables. This is how I first started trading, meaning that there are certain things that are required. So you need a CTS 7 to take the trade still. Let's say that's your minimum. That's a high minimum. Let's say you need a CTS 5 to take the trade, right? But in that 5, things that must be present, non-negotiables, right? Things that must be present are structure. Something that must be present is RSI overbought. Something that must be present is diversions, right? So you can have everything else on your CTS checklist. You can have a score of 100, but if you don't have those three things, those non-negotiables, you can't take the trade. So that same type of concept, right? You can look at that as kind of a, a bigger macro look at your trading as well, where there, there, are, there are two type of traders out there and this, this will depend on your level of aggressiveness. There is the trader that says, hey, I'm gonna take shots at, and you usually see this with more like, more counter trend day trading type of traders, they're more aggressive, but I, I, I'm, I'm allowed to take shots in the market. I would prefer to have a directional bias. I would prefer to have the higher time frames in my favor. But if I see a level that looks good and I see an opportunity to go from one level to another level, then I'm going to take it. Whether I have this directional bias and overall time frame or over higher time frame bias or not. Then you have the other trader that requires 
the higher time frame analysis. Where it's like, hey, I can only take trades if I have a directional bias and that directional bias is brought to me by my higher time frame analysis. And I can have everything else setting up on a lower time frame. I can have blah, 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 blah. But if my directional bias doesn't say bearish on the higher time frame, I cannot take this bullish opportunity, right? So those are the, the, the two things you kind of need to think about when trading. How are you going to be? Which of those are you going to be? And I would say this, typically the transition goes like this. Traders tend to go from very aggressive and wild and reckless to more conservative because the main, the, the, the main thing we want to do in trading is stop the bleeding, right? Rookie traders, newer traders struggle because they're doing a bunch of reckless stuff and they don't really have a problem making profit, but they're losing lots of money. So the main thing is like, stop the bleeding. How can I stop these unnecessary losses? And the easiest way to stop these unnecessary losses are to develop a filter that makes you more conservative, that makes you take only the best of the best trades. And the best of the best trades tend to come when you have an overall, you know, higher time frame bias. So you see traders go from crazy and reckless, wild and crazy, to more conservative, more strict, kind of boring, less trades. Then what happens is you get when you, you get more mature as a trader and you get more experience, your knowledge grows, you just get better, right? You get better. Now you start to add back more of those other trading opportunities you were taking before, but you have a new filter. That new filter is your experience where you're adding some of those old trades back, but you have enough experience and knowledge base to kind of filter out which ones were worth taking the shot on and which ones weren't. You guys follow me on that? You're not taking all the wild and crazy trades you were before, but you're able to be like, okay, ah, that was a dumb one. Probably never should have taken it that, taken that one. But this one, like this is this is worth it. And then it goes back to the conversation we had last week about, hey, managing my risk, you know, managing my risk. Whether it's, hey, I'm gonna take a shot on this. I don't have my higher time frame bias, but I'm gonna use a half position size, right? So it's a little bit more risky of a situation. So I'm gonna half my risk. Right? Instead of doing a 2% risk per this trade, I'm going to take a 1% or a 0.5, something like that, because it's a more risky situation. Or saying, hey, this is a more risky trade, but man, this risk reward is like a 4 to 1. So this trade is worth it. But if this were a 1 to 1, I wouldn't take it. Right Now you have those other elements that you can introduce where it's like you start to have this discretion. You start to have this, this, this better judgment in when you should go for it and when you shouldn't. Right? I'm trying to teach my kid this in soccer right now. He's a striker and they're teaching him to press and he doesn't understand pressing at all, right? So what he does is every time the, the, you know, the other team plays out from the back, he just runs as fast as he can to try to press the guy at the ball and then they pass it away from him. And then he runs as fast as he can to the other guy at the ball and then they pass it away from him. So he keeps running as fast as he can and they just keep passing it away from him. And he's the only one up there and then he gets tired. Right. But if you follow any type of like um, any type of soccer or anything like that, right, there, there's no team that presses even like old school, like uh, NCAA basketball, where you do like full court presses like that. You can't press a whole game. 
you're going to get gassed you're going to and you're going to get exposed so you have to kind of pick your moments right we saw this the other day with i was watching um uh who's it oh, arsenal uh arsenal right and man city and you pick your moments when the press and you go for it and then you pick your moments when not the press or like old school kentucky uh, basketball you, you pick your moments when the press you pick your moments when not the press and you kind of make those decisions based on the coach yelling at you, obviously, but based on what's happening in the game. And you, 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 you try to find those best moments and take advantage of them. It's very similar with, with trading, where you have these opportunities like, hey, this is one that is, this is worth, the, the, the juice is worth the squeeze, right? In this opportunity, I never understood what that meant, but um, the juice is worth the squeeze in this opportunity, but in another opportunity, it's not. And it's about consistently making those judgment calls and trading. So, so there, there's, you know, I bring all that back to just say that, you know, whenever you hear me say like, hey, this could be a trading opportunity, but it's not a trading opportunity for me. You know, that's what I mean. There is opportunity for you to say, hey, lower, low, lower close. I'm going to trade it down to this area, right? But you have to make sure it's the right the right opportunity for you. Hope you enjoyed this session. The conversation comes from one of my live trading rooms, which is something that we host three times a week over at www.tier1trading.com. We have a London session and a New York session. So if you're someone that likes digging into the charts, if you're someone that likes doing analysis, maybe you need some help with your analysis and want to ask questions, whether you're confused or just want some confirmation on something, feel free to hop in. It is available with your 14-day risk-free trial membership. Risk-free means there's no auto bill. You just sign in. Once your 14 days are done, you're kicked out. So I'll see you over on the platform, guys, www.tier1trading.com.